Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Station. This message will self-destruct. What time is the danger? What time is the danger? It's time to begin the football weekend. And as they say in Tinseltown, roll up. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Spray. They had pride. They had talent. They had hats and t-shirts. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Four Time for Dirt and Spray. Uh, Portland Sports Leader, 1080, the fan. So good. So damn good. Every time. Let's go! That was loud. Everybody's all fired up today. Happy Friday. Happy birthday! Hey, look at that. 34. You're 34. 34 years young. Wow. Wow. Getting old, man. I'm getting old. Man, my left foot hurts sweaters. when I walk. I think I have sweaters that are 34 years old. <laughs> that are older than 34. <laughs> yeah, 34. Oh man, not quite the uh, not quite the festive birthday when you got to get up at 4 a.m. and come to work. No. We're playing golf today in the sun, and that's all that matters. There you go. Well, the ice cold, freezing. Oh conditions. come on, it is a gorge. It'll be a gorgeous afternoon oh, today. Okay, 34. 34. You consider that old? Hell yeah, I consider 34 old. You do? I do. Yeah. I think anything over 30 is old. Really? I over 30? Once I cross that threshold, now wow. there's different versions of old, but I I think I'm just a I'm just a light I'm like a old like a diet old. I say this with a ton of respect. A ton of respect. When I watch my father-in-law walk, I don't consider 30 old. <laughs> I I consider it young and grateful. <laughs> I I Old for me, I'm t- I, me and my wife were talking about this the other day, coincidentally, and she says she thinks she'll start freaking, because she's 36, uh-huh. she's a little older than me, and it's cra- we were just talking about how crazy it is, we're four years from 40. 40 years old. I damn. still have moments where I walk around, and I'm like, ah, yeah, like high school, and I'm like, God, that feels like yesterday, and it wasn't. <laughs> that was a long time ago, man. Closer to my 20-year anniversary, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, she, that's coming up for you, it, it? is, yeah, I was no. 05, and she goes... Well, you know, I think I'm going to feel old in my mid-40s. And I said, yeah, like 45-ish. And she goes, yeah, 45, 46, Mm -hmm. 10 years from about right now. And I go, I think that's when it'll hit me, too, of like, holy crap, man. 50? Can you imagine hitting 50? You think you're going to handle 40 okay? Because 40 is a big one for a lot of people. Uh, Yeah, probably. Yeah, you you don't think it'll be an issue? Oh, I handled 50 a lot better than 40. Really? I think I'll be the same. Like, once you're old, I feel like once you're over that hill of 40, it's just like, all right, but, you know. This summer is my 30th college reunion. (laughs) Your 30th college reunion? Yeah. Wow. Now, that's old. I mean... I Again, different ver- different versions of old. We're all different versions of old. We give him enough grief of his age. I didn't want to dive into the first segment like, hey, how old are you? You're uh, old. He's feeling fine. His pilots won last night. He's good. He's in a good mood. Do you feel like, even though it may not be true. Gonzaga lost. 
Yeah, they did at home to Loyola Marymount. Yes. Do you feel better at 50 than you did at 40? Yes. Yeah. Because we're I, I I'm not asking this to be mean. Were you were you fatter? Like were you more unhealthy? Like in that yeah. way or yeah, I way? was not as active as I am now. Um, you know, we were right in the middle of you know rearing kids. Nothing ages you. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing ages you like kids. No. No, that's that's a hundred percent accurate. Dirt, you want to feel old? <laughs> Wait till little smudge is like seven, and you're like, I gotta deal with this for ten more years till yeah. I can try to figure I'm, out how to get him to college, and then hopefully be able to pay for it. Not anywhere close to being kicking this thing out of the house yet. I got another ten years till till he's eighteen. You kidding me? Eighteen? It that's don't stop time. at eighteen anymore. Ah, man. screw that. You're an adult. Go get it. Go figure it out. <laughs> oh, You're on your own. One of those. <laughs> Go fly. Go spread your wings. <laughs> you know what I had to do when I was your age? That's right. Lean on my parents. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably gonna do the same thing too. <laughs> I told my daughters the other day. I go. You'll never have to move out if you don't want to. The world sucks. <laughs> I'm not gonna make you. Yeah, you can. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's awful. It's harder for young people to feel like set down roots the way older generations did of like buying houses and building well, yeah, wealth. Especially and, if you live in in a market like Portland, a market like this. Especially if you went to college and you're paying off debt. Like it's just there's a lot going on that didn't quite used to happen, and wages are stagnant. So it's it's tougher, I think, for younger people, you know, than ever to to get their roots. Somebody said they just turned 55. They're feeling it this year. Hey, happy birthday! 55. That's a big the one. The big five five. The big five, the five. double nickel. <laughs> yeah, I, mo- I I mostly feel it when you like when you haven't w- like gotten up for a bit. Like you get home, you lay on the couch for like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and then you you're like, all right, I'm just chilling. It's a nice little afternoon. Right. And then you, I watched a documentary on Stevie Ray Vaughan yesterday. Hence, <laughs> I told you I'm old. And then I I got up, and it was like there's just like a pain in my left foot for the first five steps, and I'm like, where's that from? You, why do you have a pain? In I don't your know. Foot? I don't know. It's just like it it, it takes like. Six steps, and then it's back to normal. But it's always the first couple, and I just I don't quite get it, and I, that's what makes me feel old. The uh, I the, can't get up without pain anymore. The gym that we uh, just became members at, the family gym, I tell you guys about. Mainly when I go, there's just nothing but older people or people who work like odd hours, jazzercising, and I I, I don't I'm not judging them. Yes, you are. Uh, but there's a couple that <laughs> yes, yes, you I would yeah. say somewhere between 65 and, and 70 okay. would be my guess. And if not, we need to have a different conversation about the aging process. But there's a couple of them that just the way that they walk, I'm just like, I don't want to I don't want that to be me. I, I, just, I, <laughs> I physically want to be in a spot where this is why I exercise. It's good for my mental health. Yes. Uh-huh. And I don't want to be the this maintaining older, regular yeah, activity I, is massively right. important. Yeah, there's a guy that just walks around. His exercise is just walking around the gym. <laughs> and he just looks at you every time he passes Hello. you. He never says anything. And I'm just like, I don't want to be that. I want to actually be lifting. And I want to be doing some running or swimming or something. <laughs> it's not the, That's the worst when you see somebody walking and you immediately know there's something wrong with that guy. Yeah. There's something going on with that guy. I don't know what it is, but there's a hitch in his giddy up, and I don't want that later in life. So, uh, what are the big plans for the big three four? I feel like thirty four doesn't get enough respect. Thirty four gets no respect. Yeah. I feel like every birthday in the thirties doesn't get any respect. Yeah, it's like, Other oh, than- you're thirty three, you're yeah. thirty seven, you're yeah. like eh. nobody cares. Nobody cares. People are waiting for you to be, be forty. Yeah, they're exactly. waiting for you to be forty yeah. to throw. I feel a bash. like thirty thirty is a big one when mm. you cross over the threshold yes. of the twenties. Thirty is 30. a big one. Yeah, and then I feel. Like like 39 is a big one because then you're like, holy ass, this is my last year before I turn 40. Right. I, I think that's a big one for people. And then obviously 40 is a big deal. I, I got nothing. I'm playing golf this afternoon. I got, I'm got. i going to dinner with my family tomorrow, so I have to DVR the second game. Oh, no. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I'm no. going to keep my phone away. I'm just going to, you know, I'll watch it when I get home later yeah. at night. So oh, you're going to watch it at night? Because I would actually rather wake up early Sunday and have three games for Sunday. I could do that, too. Stay off Twitter. I don't know if I'm going to be too excited and too eager. You know, I'm kind of, I'm excited for the Philly Giant game. That's To me, I, there's not a lot in Kansas City, Jacksonville. I just, I imagine Kansas City's going to win. Boy, we're just poo-pooing two of the four games, and I don't like it. See, I'm only pooing one of the four. Yeah, I know, I know you are, but like, I I was reading some stuff yesterday, getting ready for the show, and I'm not giving them much of a chance. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I'd love to be wrong. 
I'm just not giving them much of a chance. So that's I, I got to. I'm playing golf today in the sunshine. See, I don't, I don't know. The wife's working today, so she's not going to be home until seven thirty, eight o'clock tonight. Wow. And then, I got a DVR. Uh, I got nothing. On Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, I'm just kind of in the background. Well, I wanted to say something, but out of respect for family listening, I'm not <laughs> no, going to say what I was going to no. say. I, I I hate being mature. Don't be mature. I, I wish I could be immature right now, but I'm not going to. Thank you. 30, 34. 34. 34. Mm. Cheers to 34. Uh, yeah, 39's probably a big deal. I know 40. My brother-in-law turned 40 last year. My other brother-in-law turned 40, I want to say the year before, because they're 40, 41. And then one of my one of my best friends just turned 40 a year ago. And it's, it's interesting, because you can see, like, I think both my brother-in-laws hate it, but they show it in vastly different ways. <laughs> Any midlife crisis? Anybody get hair plugs or dye their hair? No, they don't need hair. They actually, one of them has amazing hair, and the other That's one's good. got pretty good hair. They're That's not good. worried about that front. Uh, if anybody would be worried about that in the family, it's probably going to be me, and that's okay. But, it, yeah, it's just funny how people react to the turn, like the milestones of something like that. Because everybody's like, oh, 40, yeah, whatever. And then you turn 40 and you go, Holy crap, I'm 40. I'm 40. 40. 40. I still have memories when I was 10. Well, then you start doing math in your head. It's like, well, if I live to 80, which would be a great life. You're halfway there? I'm at, I'm at halftime here. Who's who's my halftime performer? Uh, I mean, you do really do the math. You're actually past More than likely. Half-time. Past halftime. Uh, that's, that's where I think it dawns on you. What's the age that you're going to be terrified? Because I think for me, if I'm able to be healthy enough to live to 70... See, I don't know if you're going to be terrified at that age. It's kind of a countdown clock at that point. Like, sure. anything you get past that is... I, I feel like if I hit 70, I'm going to be thankful to be alive. Sure. And it's like, you oh, know what, wow. if if I go at some point, like 70s, like, that's a good number to get to. 70, 75, 80, like, it's the further up you get, the more thankful I'm going to get instead of the more scared I'm going to get. Really? You're yeah. not going to be... So you don't There's think... landmines all over the place yeah. out there, man. We don't know what's going to happen. It's I, it true. could be in two weeks. could be in three years. The world could, could end. I world mean, could end. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. I might not even get to 50. We all got to dodge the landmines. So if you get to a big number, I feel like, hey, this is pretty cool. I made it all the way to a big number. I feel like I ran my race. I lived a good life. But like Swag, when, if, when you turn 80... Yeah. Because you're going to outlive all of us. You turn 80... Is there? How are you gonna feel about that? Are you gonna be like, well, I just, I, I'd hope I'm still able to, you know, get out there and play golf. And there's, you know, grandkids or grandnieces and nephews running around. And yeah, you know, fortunately, uh, you know, my family, you know, my, I had grandparents living into their 80s. My one grandmother lived into her 90s. Jeez, the uh, 90s. She was still alive when uh, when Pax was born. So, wow. um. So if I, you know, take moderately decent care of myself. Must uh, be nice to have those genes. I have no grandparents. <laughs> I'm 36. My kids don't even know my grandparents. Yeah, my last grandparent died when I was 18 years old. Really? Yeah. It's crazy to see. It's still nuts to me that there's people that like have grandparents still alive. Yeah, that well, that that kind of hit me last night watching. Uh, I was excited for the Warrior Celtic game, and I turned on TNT, and Ernie Johnson's mom passed away. And Ernie Johnson's up. He's up there. Yeah, what is Ernie? Six, he's he got to be 60? 50 or 60 years old. He's been doing it for a minute. Let me look that I up. I can never really tell. But I was like, holy hell, his mom just died. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. To be that old. He is 66 years old. Imagine your parents still being alive when you're 66. If that, if my if my, I'm trying to think right now on the math on that I don't think it's physically possible for my I mean we're talking if, if your parents had you a little older older right? yeah yeah I yeah mean, see my we're parents, talking like 109 and 110 if I get to 60 my parents were your 20, parents were smart yeah my parents <laughs> they were waited, 24 yeah. so my mom uh her birthday was yesterday it was always weird when I started this show how the show started like its origins the one thing I don't share very often is the weird way the universe worked. So my mom's birthday is the 19th. His birthday is the 20th. Our other co-host, who no longer works with us, obviously, Dan Forth, is the 24th. My little brother's the 23rd. Yeah, he had like a week of birthdays. It was like a week yeah. straight. It was like bam, 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 bam. It just remember, lined up that way. You got to remember all of them. My dad's 65 right now. My mom just turned 60. <laughs> so I'm trying to think if I'm 66, I'm 36 now. That's another 30 years. That's a lot of math. It doesn't. I don't think it, it checks out very well. I mean, you're in your 90s. You're you're in your 90s if they get there. 
I mean, my dad's 65. He's already like, contem- like he's thinking about the bigger picture stuff. Sure. Of like, man, I, I could die. Like, yeah, you're getting up there, man. Yeah. Somebody said, love the death talk this Friday. That's hey, what, that's what birthdays Friday. do the older you get, is it not? You're like, hey, I'm another year older. I'm another year closer to my death. One more year. We're all just stepping closer to the upper room. That's right. As Eddie Murphy would say in the movie Life. I'm going to go to the VIP lounge. <laughs> and I'm going to hang with Biggie. Hopefully they got a golf course. I'm well, gonna... happy birthday to you, you old bastard. Thank you. Thank you. Swag is exactly 30 years older than you. Well, yeah. Yeah. 30 yeah. years. No. Older. I thought it was 40. Oh, I think yeah, you're right. It is 40. Yeah. yeah. I think that's. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You guys stop it. Hey, uh, stop it now. I'm not going to get to it today because there's just way too many other things to talk about. Yes. I wanted to say <laughs> congratulations to your Oregon State Beavers last night. Do you know what last night was for the men's basketball team? No. I have no clue. They, I didn't even know they played. Oh, they got housed by they Stanford. They got housed by Stanford, who yeah. had, had not won a Pac-12 game. game uh, I loved it, too. It came right after Kerry Eggers wrote a great article about how optimistic and bright the future is for Oregon State men's basketball. Oof. At least my Ducks are figuring it out a little bit. Well, they, they got healthy. healthy. Yeah, yeah, they got healthy. healthy. They smoked Arizona, beat Cal the other night. No, last night, Oregon State gets trounced by Stanford, who has not beaten a Pac-12 team. Yeah, they shoot like 30% from the floor. Did you guys... <laughs> I did not know this. I saw this. Did you guys know Wayne Tinkle is 20-76 and 76 on the road? That's a, that's a rough <laughs> number. That's a really rough number. 20 and 76 I mean, on the road. Yeah, man, they're that long. To be 50-plus games below 500 well, on the road. Well, a 3-28 and 28 season sure <laughs> as hell don't help that a year ago. Yeah. He's got two of those, too. Yikes, that's But things bad. are going in the right direction, according to one of our writers in the area. We're going to look back on that Elite Eight run as one of the crazier anomalies in modern Northwest sports history. Let's be honest here. Like, how the hell did that happen? It, it's literally the definition of a heater. <laughs> like, it's just the idiot at a casino just like, hit me! <laughs> red again, red again! You know what I mean? Like, it, it, I think at this point that's kind of what it indicates. We, we kind of had that feeling in the moment, though, right? Like, we were complimentary I mean, of you it. Did, I think we all did that it was a, it was a little fluky. They it got felt hot. very fluky, yeah. But at the same time, I think you always wonder, like, when you go on a run like that, can you parlay it? And they parlayed it into a 3-28 year. One of the worst seasons, if not the worst no, season. No, it is the worst. It's the, the worst season. In the history of the basketball. 120-year seasons. Uh, that is the worst season of all time. Like I think you wonder, like, hey, can we get some transfers? Is this going to build some momentum for the program? Now people want to spend money. We're going to get good crowds. And then to follow it up with that, I, yeah. Once last season happened, I think it definitely was a fluke, and you realize that. And that is the outlier. Well, this year they're going to be awful again. And I, you know, Beaver fan is already chiming in on as they should. Wayne. Like, but I, this I, is yeah, unacceptable. I think he's gonna be here for a year or two, man. They don't want to pay a buyout. Man, you got somebody writing checks for DJ. Somebody write a check to get Wayne Tinkle <laughs> out of there if you need to. Uh, some would refute your report there, <laughs> DJ. That's right. It's all about culture. He making zero. Do- yeah, visited the no, campus sight unseen. Never. Vi- he actually never, never visited. visited. I meant to yeah. say never visited and just, just committed sight unseen. Just committed on the phone never, for zero ninety nine. For zero ninety nine. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I just want to play at Oregon State. Just that's that's what your program going is from now. Clemson to Oregon State. (laughs) For not a dime, not a single penny. Well, we have a lot to discuss today. Um, Should we start with the Blazers? I would like to thank them for allowing me an early bedtime last night. I was oh, you ex- checked out. I, I checked out in the second quarter. I was done. Okay. I'm not going down with that ship. If you're not going to play hard, I'm not going to watch you. Well, something happened yesterday on the fan involving them, and they lose last night with probably the worst first half I've ever seen in my life. And uh, we'll start there, and then we'll start diving into the NFL weekend. KT's going to join us at 630. Dirt and Sprague with you on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To get into today, uh, let's start with your Portland Trailblazers. They lose last night to the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, a little bit of that. They only lost by 10, but they were down by damn near 30. They had 34 points in the first half. They scored 14 points in the first quarter. They had eight points in the first quarter with three minutes to go. They had 47 points with like six minutes to go in the third quarter. Yeah, that was uh, that one was bad. Way to lay it. Like when you, when you've been playing this bad to lay an egg of that purport, like just totally no show. They had 12 first half turnovers. I mean, they just if you watched <laughs> this game, they just look like a team that had never seen each other before. Never. Uh, Lillard and Simons combined for 11 turnovers. They had 15 as a team. They couldn't make a shot to save their lives. Like I, I give Lillard the benefit of the doubt, at least because he's been carrying the team for the last week and a half. So he was due for a clunker. But it was another reminder, like in this current iteration of the team, that if you're not going to get him to go for 20 points in the first half, you're going to find yourself down by double digits. There's just nobody else right now that can carry you. Well, I mean, I mentioned this when we talked about how hot he was, but Anthony Simons is on a real stink fest right now. Real stinker. Like, this ain't two, three games. This is like two, three weeks of absolute mediocre to not great basketball. Month by month, I've gone over this before, but month by month, his points per game production has gone down. You go back to the first full month of the season was uh, December, excuse me, November, he averaged 25 points per game. And then in December, it was down to 20. And now in January, it's down to 18. Yeah. Um, They're not in a great spot. It feels very similar to when they had the last group here. Now, I, again... Joe, to his credit, hopped on our show right when he got hired, and he was bluntly honest and said, we're not winning a championship next season. No, It's about building and taking steps and tweaking and figuring out what they want to do with the roster. So I'm only going to go so hard on them because the expectation wasn't contending in the West. It just sucks to watch them fall the way they've fallen, and it's a bummer. No matter how you feel about it, the Ant situation's been a bit of a bummer. Um it's not his production would actually speak to him being CJ level, but having seen the CJ Dame thing for like eight years, it's not. <laughs> no, it's it, not. Quite. It, it, I mean, they're staggering their minutes apart so they can be more productive and work with the younger guys on the bench units. I, I don't know. I find the whole situation fascinating. If you're Joe Cronin, you're just looking at this going, hmm, how do I want to build this thing out going forward? Trade deadline's coming up. We assume Josh Hart's going to be the one being dealt because of the contract situation, but mm-hmm. what what is that going to net you? Is that going to net you anything great? No, no. He, I mean, he's a he's a decent player that I think a contender would like to have because of the intangibles that he brings, but it's not bringing anything significant in return. And I think that's the, the tough part that we have. A, you know, we try to communicate with fans from time to time. Like, you're not going to be able to trade one of these ancillary pieces for a difference maker. And, and I think as the season has gone on, it has become very clear that you, you need a number two. Because I don't really know who your number two is right now. And at least with CJ, as much as I pushed against that because they were undersized guards that didn't play a lot of defense, there would be stretches where he would carry your team. He'd have nights where he'd go off for 35-40 and Dame could just just feed him all night and he didn't have to feel the pressure on the offensive end of the floor. Right Right. now, the way things are going with Ant and even with Jeremy Grant, who has not been quite the same player, I would say, over the last month that he was at the start of the season – 
you know, last night would have been a perfect example of, hey, Dame has had more points than anybody in the NBA over the month of January. He has carried your team. He just had 50 points in a game that you lost in Denver. If he's going to have an off night, how about how about you have a number two step up and carry the team for a quarter or two? And you looked up at halftime, and neither neither him or Ann could make a shot. So there's just not that other guy right now on the roster. Can that change as the year goes forward? Can Anthony Simons and Dame get more comfortable together? Uh, potentially. But the, the the more I'm seeing this, the more I'm looking at a large sample size of you started 10 and 4. And I felt great because I predicted your season to be a little bit better than mostly everybody else. Since you started 10 and 4, you're now 11 and 20. That's a big sample. That's over a 30 year season of you playing essentially. They're in a small funk. 10 games below 500. Like it's one thing to have a rough week, it's run, one thing to have a rough road trip, which they have had over the last couple of months, to be essentially 10 games below 500 over your last 30 games. That is a large sample size of this, whatever it is. I don't know how to put my finger on the pulse of coaching. They're not getting off to good starts. They go through dry spells offensively. They don't seem to be running any sort of an offense from time to time. Defensively, they have nights. Last night, they weren't terrible, but the Denver game, they were horrendous on the defensive end of the floor. Like they're just they're having a hard time clicking right now. And I understand that some people want to push back on the on the blowed up trade. I still would be surprised if something like that were to happen. But it, I, I would hope at least internally they're having those discussions of do we feel like this is gonna work long term? And and nobody knows the answer. Well, what's the but see that let me respond let me jump in here real quick. What's the long term in your definition? Because to me, it's a two year situation. Yeah, two, Dame's, two. Dame's getting old. Next two to three years, yeah, I would say is Dame's window, and that's where I feel like you owe it to him to try whatever you can to put yourself in a, in a position to contend. And I think this has been the issue all season of it's hard to win now and rebuild at the same time. And Portland's trying to do that. This is turning more into a rebuild. Well, look at Golden State. Now. They're literally doing it too. And how's that working out for them? Yeah, not great. They're having a rough year. <laughs> They're near the bottom of the West. They can't win a damn game on the road. Like a little bit easier to go through a season like that though when you're coming off another well, I, NBA yeah. championship. A hundred percent correct. I'm just I'm merely pointing out like there is another team in the West doing the exact same thing they're doing, and they're also not succeeding with it. It is a hard thing to balance. Here was uh, so Chris Haynes did an interview recently, and he said he had heard last he had checked in, which would have been a few weeks. Ant is basically untouchable. Well, okay, that's Chris Haynes, noted newsman, very plugged in with people in Portland. Here was Jason Quick on with Primetime when talking about the trade deadline and a little bit about the future with Anthony Simons in, in regards to Portland. The real key thing is going to be, you know, what is their level of commitment to Anthony Simons? And I don't know that they are completely sold on, not sold, but like I don't know if they have a firm, hard decision on how deeply – uh, committed they are to Anthony. I think they like him. I think they like all their guys. And, and that's another thing that Chauncey said is like, look, all these guys on our roster are handpicked. They're there for a reason because we like them. So I don't think they're like itching to get rid of anyone. I don't know that they're totally married to anyone outside of Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant. I think that's the hard thing to gauge here now is, uh, you know, Joe helped find and scout and, pick Ant when he was working under Neil and now he's in charge. They give him the contract. I, my two cents. I don't think he's playing to the level we thought he would. Um, but it's, you know, still relatively early in this whole Dame Ant thing. I think part of the Ant thing too, that, that uh, is unfortunate for him. I kind of feel like the CJ uh, stuff is still wearing. And I think people just carry it over now to this, iteration of the Blazers where it's like every all the animosity people had on the CJ Dame stuff for so long mm -hmm. I think that still exists and they're just now they're putting it all on the Dame Ant thing because for many people it feels like you're doing the same thing you're just doing a different version of it one's a little more athletic than the other one right a little uh, bit taller and you also have Jeremy which helps a ton but mm -hmm. yeah I thought that was interesting yesterday quick saying he's not sure if they're married to Ant the way that Neil clearly was with CJ. I mean, I would hope you aren't. Doesn't mean you got to trade him in the next two, three weeks, but you shouldn't be married to any idea. This is the notion we talked about at the end of the show yesterday. Nobody on your roster should ever be untradeable. Now, you don't have to say that publicly. Hey, we're opening opening the phone lines to any offer anybody who wants to call. Right. But you should always have an open mind with this kind of stuff. The other tough thing that's working against Ant that makes it difficult for him is the fact that he, we don't have two to three years to figure this out. 
This isn't a, hey, this is the first season with Dame and Ant playing together in significant minutes in the starting lineup. Remember, Dame was out essentially all last year when Ant filled in and they traded CJ. Like he's, he's nearing the end of his run in the NBA at an elite level. And you don't have two seasons to let Ant, who is still a young player in the league, say, let's figure out your footing here. Because by the time he does, it might be too late. And so that's the other thing. That's not necessarily totally fair to him. He might continue to develop over the next three to four years. Portland doesn't necessarily have that amount of time to figure this out with Damian Lillard. And that's where I think they're under a lot of pressure to try and make something happen. Will they make a big trade at the deadline? Probably not. But it feels like every time I'm turning this team on to watch them, they're finding a new low. And then the next game I turn it on and they just keep digging to a new level. I put a poll question up at the end of the show. Should Anthony Simons be quote unquote untouchable in trade talks? 73.2%. No, don't be stubborn. Yeah. I think people are just doing the CJ thing in their head on Ant. And here we are. Uh, so Portland loses last night, and they look rather pathetic against the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they'd even say that. That was just a dreadful first half. Came close. I think they cut it within like five or seven, uh, but ultimately just too much Philadelphia, too much firepower. Uh, let's move on to football, and we'll get a little preview into the gambling world. Our good friend Kevin Todd's going to hop on with us. We haven't had him for a few weeks, and he's kicking your ass. Huh? How about that? Yeah, he might be placing his order this morning. I believe he probably is. So uh, we'll talk to KT coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, we uh, probably not going to have KT, it seems like. I think he might be on a jet plane. He's always flying to New York. He's Mr. Big Shot. Flying around somewhere. He's probably flying to go uh, go scout out some bottles of vodka that he's going to try and get Jason Swigard to buy him. <laughs> That's okay. I talked to him a couple of days ago. He basically was uh, Deion Sanders high-stepping into the end zone because he knows he's beaten Swigard down to the point where he's going to get his vodka. He is seven up in the win column, Oof. and we go through the Super Bowl. So we are running out of, we're running out of weeks here. He's got... Three, six. He's got nine picks left. Essentially a 3-0 weekend or a 2-1 weekend without Jason Swagger picking up a game, and it's ball game. It's all over. Swag, how many weeks did you have 3-0 weekends? I don't know if he's had one all year. Oh, we got him now. Oh, we got him. Oh, he is on the phone. Okay. I mean, and we knew this immediately Friday. Him taking all three big favorites was going to backfire. Look, I'm probably going to have a bad year next year. Uh, He's been especially awful this season. This is a new level of low that I don't think any of us have hit yet. Like, Like, this is really bad. Bad years for us are usually, like, meddling somewhere around 500 or slightly below 500. You know, like, ah, it's kind of, ah, dang it, I lost money on the year kind of thing. To be, to be 11 games below 500 is a special level of suck. To Somebody it. somewhere would say, stop gambling, stop. is what they would say to Jason Swigard. Stop making your picks. Uh, Kevin Todd hopping on with us, our good friend down in the, the beautiful sunshine state of Florida, where there's alligators. 
stakes and winning bets, I guess. KT, good morning. <laughs> you are kicking our producer's ass. How you feel about that? Easy. Taking candy from a baby. <laughs> Have you already... Easy it is. At, that... least a, at least he's a producer of a show because he was a handicapper. Forget it. Vegas would be building 10 hotels a year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can we switch to West Coast Conference basketball games? I might have a chance to Not make it up. But if you flip, if you flip your losses with your wins, you'd have a great record. I know. <laughs> you'd be four games up on That's KT. Right. If you just pick the opposite of your instincts all season long. When it's all said and done, I think you're sending me at least two dozen bottles. Two dozen bottles. Because I mean, I'm going to be at least. You know, twenty-four games up on this guy. He's horrible. This is a, this is a different level of ass kicking that we've never seen. Like so, even last year when you competed against him, for and I'm me, not even having a good year, guys. Yeah, you're you're, you're twenty-nine, twenty-eight. So you're just you're a hair above five hundred right now. But even last year when you competed against Sprague, that was at least a contest until like the NFC. That was like all right, this is up in the air until the AFC NFC Championship game. Right. There was some doubt of like, hey, if you have a good weekend, maybe you can make up some. Gr- I mean, this thing is it's over. This is this is Clemson TCU in the national championship game. Yeah. <laughs> I should know. Georgia TCU. Or G- Georgia. Sorry, yeah. Georgia TCU. Yeah, I need some Hail Marys. After I need some turnovers. <laughs> this bet was over after week one. It was. It was. Well, KT, um, we know you're going to get the vodka. Would you want to tell Swag what you told me on the phone a few days ago of how many bottles of Swag, vodka you want? I know I'm crushing you and I'm making you look like a little girl. <laughs> I'm still sending you guys the crabs next week. I'm sending the crabs to Brandon's house because you guys are so early in the morning now. By the time you guys get done with the show, the package would be delivered and just sitting there overnight. So I'm going to send them to Brandon's house, and then Brandon's going to bring them in the next day. Okay. Or me and my wife are going to eat it all. And <laughs> well, I know Sprague's not eating crabs. Guys, uh, a key lime pie. Oh, that might be gone. And enough crab. For the three of you, which was mm. probably going to be about five or six crab legs with the mustard sauce. Look at, mm. that. Look at that. What a man. What You're a man, guy. KT. You're well, the best, hey, buddy. You know Thank God you don't play golf. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, I'm using my new sticks today, KT. I'm heading out to the course after the show. Is the weather nice enough? I mean, it's sunny. It's cold, it's it's cold, cold but sunny. it's dry. It's, yeah. it's, it's dry and sunny today. Well, I'm glad I could help you guys out. So hopefully if you come to Florida, you can bring your clubs with you this summer. There we go. Uh, KT, before we let you go, let's get your picks, buddy. We got to get your picks. We want to see what you're uh, what you're thinking for the divisional round this weekend. What are you eyeing this weekend? Well, first of all, I'm eyeing this Buffalo Bill Cincinnati total. I opened up at 50. It's now dropped to 49, which I really have no idea why. So if you go back and you look at Cincinnati's last five games, They've scored 27, 24, 22, 34, 23 in their last five games. That's an average score of 26 per game. Buffalo, on the other hand, they've scored 34, 35, 35, 32, 28 in their last five games. I like the over in this game. I know it probably says under, but Josh Allen has been so reckless that he's good for maybe one or even two turnovers on Buffalo's side of the ball mm-hmm. to where uh, the, the Bengals could get an easy score. I wouldn't be surprised if this game is close to being over at halftime. I like over 49 in the Buffalo Bills game. Yeah, we also had, I think, almost, didn't every game hit the over? Or maybe da- maybe Dallas and Tampa did Every game hit the over. It depends when you week. bet the Cincinnati Bengals game. Because that line did drop to 40, and it went to 41. Okay. I think the only one that didn't was Dallas-Tampa, and it was by a half a point. It was a, week, it was a weekend of oh, overs. That's right. You're yeah. correct. It pushed her a half a point. Yeah. yeah. Four extra points. Okay, so you like the you like the points galore in Buffalo. We had a guy from Buffalo yesterday, KT. He says the weather probably won't be as big a factor as people think. So that's encouraging to hear. What's your second pick? For my second pick, I went back and I looked, and I know everyone's really high on the Eagles. But did you know that Danny Dimes on the road is 17-5 and five against the spread as a dog? That's almost 80%. I'm not saying the Giants are going to go into Philly and win this game outright. I'm saying that the Giants are going to keep it close, maybe even get a backdoor. I'm going to catch and I'm going to take the seven and a half points with the Giants. Love it. Love it. I love that because everybody's oh. riding the opposite train there, KT. I like the thinking on that one. What's your final pick? 
My final pick, let me tell you right now, this line is flying. I wouldn't be surprised if the line goes to 10. I'm not sold on Jacksonville. They're going into a hostile environment on the road in Kansas City. You're giving Andy Reid basically a bye week to prepare for Jacksonville. We all watched him come from behind against the Chargers. I have no idea why the Charger coach still has his job. But if he pulls that nonsense in Kansas City where he has four turnovers and Pat Mahomes could capitalize on that short field, this game will be a blowout. I'm not afraid to lay the number. Everyone's saying, oh, well, the Jacksonville defense played great. They only gave up three points in the second half. And all those 27 points were, came off turnovers on short field. I'm not sold on it. I like Kansas City laying the nine points right now. Um, it's either it's it's nine. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to nine and a half, ten by game time. Yeah. I really like Kansas City here in a blowout just to put Jacksonville in their place, hostile environment, first road game for Jacksonville in the playoffs in a long time. All right, KT's got over forty nine in Cincinnati Buffalo. He's got Giants plus seven and a half, and he loves the Chiefs to absolutely destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend in the division round. And he's also kicking Swag's ass and is destined to get a ton of bottles of vodka. So, KT, man, uh, thank you for hopping on with us this morning. It's good to catch up with you. We got your picks down, and uh, we'll see how this fares. You might just really keep embarrassing him after this weekend. All right, so you um, you want me to send you the crabs next week, or you want to wait till? After the Super Bowl, when do you guys want to eat? I think we wait till after the Super Bowl. Yeah, let's, wait, uh, let's, Super Bowl. let's finish the game first. We'll run the marathon, and then yes. we'll, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll settle out. Boy, if he comes back, wow, that's not happening. <laughs> There's no chance this is happening. No chance. We've seen his picks this year. It's like, not happening. He's at two weeks above 500 hey, Swag. all year. <laughs> Swag, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> Don't quit your day job, all right, buddy? I'm not. He's not. I got three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing as many as he can, oh, so he doesn't keep God. losing money. Uh, KT, thanks for hopping on, man. You got it, guys. I'll speak with you next week. All right, there we go. Kevin Todd, our good friend, uh, absolutely just demolishing Jason Swigard in this picks contest. It's been a rough year. Rough year for old Swag. Yeah. Well, you wanted it, too. Like, it I was going to be me or it was going to be dirty. You were like, no, I want him. I want him. If either there of us so were competing against felt... him, we'd be we'd be beating him right now. I would be destroying him. Yeah. You would be, uh, so, what, eight games up on him? Yeah. I would yeah. be four games up on him. It would, it would be, I mean, yours would be a little tighter, but, like, you could be one week away from it being over, and I would just need one weekend where he wins one game even, and I, I, I beat him. Unfortunately, that's not what's happening. What the hell's the matter with you, Swigard? I don't know. You've had a rough year. You have had. Pac-12 picks are really bad too. Yeah, just been an awful year. I had to rally late, I think, to get to 500. You did. You finished exactly at 500, or no, one game above 500 after the bowl slate. Uh, Coming up next, we'll dive into the divisional round. I got a lot of things I want to get to in the divisional round, including something you said to start the show. But before we do that, I want to talk about a Pac-12 team that had something happen to them yesterday. We'll do that next on the fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. So uh, yesterday we saw the results of a school that made a big splashy hire pay off as uh, former Miami commit five-star cornerback, the nation's number one DB, the number one defensive back in the country. I think he's the number two overall recruit in the country. Cormani McLean, who had this weird Miami thing happen <laughs> and then randomly popped into Colorado. was like, hey, I'm in Boulder. <laughs> and... People were unsure if he really was going to commit to Colorado, if it was Dion just taking a photo op. No, no. He he chose Colorado. He did. Dion Sanders getting to Colorado, and he flips and gets Cormani McClain. And, of course, Dion being Dion, he had to share a video after Cormani McClain made the commitment. And here's Dion, who was at the stadium at night, uh, sharing his reaction and feelings about him getting the nation's number one defensive back. You thought you was going to get what we got? <laughs> you really thought you was going to get what we got? 
They're coming. You have to love this. How do, how do you not love that a head coach is now making like hype videos after getting recruits? He's like a he's like a heel on WWF. He really you know, is. It's like, oh, God, boo, Heon's coming out. But it's like when The Rock was a heel. The Rock was the people's champ, and then he became the corporate champ. And you know what? Despite Stone Cold Steve Austin love people had, there was still a lot of people that couldn't fully hate The Rock. And I feel like that's what Dion is. There are obviously people. Swag as the clip's playing is rolling his eyes. Oh, God. There's a lot of people that are betting the under of Colorado's win total because they see the Tim Brewster video. But there's a lot of people that love this. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's different than you see from normal you know, standard college coaching. Yeah, look, I don't know how this is going to work out in the long run and what Colorado football is going to be six, seven years from now. And to be honest with you, it doesn't matter, and I don't care. I don't either. Colorado has been irrelevant since Joe Harrington, Sammy Parker, and Keenan Howry ripped their hearts out in the Fiesta Bowl. That's good. We're going on 20-plus years now and since that happened. Respect to Mike McIntyre. That, I mean, that program has had one year above 500. It feels like. Now, I'm, I know I'm over-exaggerating. They have been awful for 20 years. They've I'm been awful now. every year other than one since they joined the pack. 12 they had one fluky year that they made the Pac-12 championship game that's it I mean this program is one of the worst in all college football they are the worst power five program in all college football they've been jumped by Kansas they've been jumped by some of these other bottom feeders hell Oregon State in the Gary Anderson years was down there in the dumpster with them where's Oregon State now you've left them you've left them behind it's not even close Colorado is irrelevant they just landed the number two overall player in the country and if I would have told you that at any point in the last calendar year you would have laughed at me Colorado's going to steal a recruit from Miami and Mario Cristobal on signing day, who is the number two overall player in the country, the number one corner. It would have never happened. This is why you go get Deion Sanders. Again, how's it going to work long term? I don't think it is because I think he's going to bounce in two to three years. But for those two to three years, man, this is going to be entertaining as hell. And it's good for the conference. They desperately need it. Dirt, since Oregon beat Colorado in that Fiesta Bowl. How many winning seasons? They've had five seasons of six wins or more. (laughs) Five. Five. And tw- what was that, 2001? That so we're going 2001. on 22 years, 21 years. And I'm not, you probably take COVID, you're out of it. Remember, they were four and two. And we were like, oh my God, Cardwell's amazing. They were supposed to, I think, go to the Pac 12 championship game, were they not? Wasn't, I, didn't Oregon jump them or we jumped Washington? We, Who cares? That somebody. season sucked. It was stupid. Um, but I remember that they had that Carl Durrell year, and people were like, oh, my God, Carl Durrell might be good. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not okay. That's not going for you. Oh, man. It's good. It's good news because yesterday I saw a story that wasn't good news. Uh, Wilner reported that people inside the Pac-12 offices are now getting incredibly nervous the way they're handling their TV rights deal. So things are going great. Things yeah. are going really well for us, yeah. you know. It okay. just, look, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer on a on a happy football Friday. I mean, we started the show with death talk. I, we did, I yeah. think it kind of only goes <laughs> up from there. You know, that's what happens. Uh, there, there, is a, there is a real bummer. and I don't, It's like a chicken and the egg thing where – I love the way some of the programs that are left in the Pac-10 have responded to the dire situation of losing a USC and a UCLA and what does it mean for your conference. I think Oregon State is a great example of this, man. The amount of money that they've started to pour in, what they're paying their assistants, the landing of DJ, like there, there's a serious investment in winning in football. And we've argued for a long time that Larry Scott was the, the, the you know, the, the scapegoat for a lot of folks and he was a dunce and he was an idiot and his TV deal ended up being terrible. What was the real problem of Pac-12 football was on a university-to-university level, schools not caring and not investing and presidents not thinking that it mattered. And I don't know if it was a wake-up call from you know a couple of schools leaving your, your conference and all of a sudden financially it's going to impact you. But look, I mean, Colorado, they hired Deion Sanders. They don't even have the money to pay him. They said that at his press conference. Like, ah, don't worry, we'll figure it out later. Oregon State's pouring money into their football program. Arizona State's doing it. Like, this is happening across the conference. And I, it's a, it, again, it's a bummer because next year is the last year of the Pac-12, so that's the Debbie Downer note of it. But I love at least that some of these institutions that will be left, if we want to survive as a Pac-10, Colorado can't be Colorado. You need Colorado to be relevant. Oregon State can't be where they were five, six years ago. They have to remain relevant. And so at least these programs are stepping up and trying to pick up the slack. One source said uh, to Wilner, who works within the Pac-12, if you slow play it, you become vulnerable to the unknowns. The Pac-12 cannot get overconfident. If we know anything about college sports, it's that you can't assume the status quo will last. So 
Things are going great. TV deals just going to come in. We're going to make eighty million a year. Are we going to the CW too? Is that what's in our future? <laughs> like after live golf tournaments in the fall, you get uh, you get Stanford versus Cal. Doesn't everybody have the CW? Maybe they maybe that wouldn't be such a bad idea. They're in ninety million homes, Brandon. <laughs> ninety million American homes. Could we get that frog to do his little song and dance thing right before every Pac-12 game? <laughs> the ducks and the bees. That'd be great. Come on. <laughs> I got great HD channels. It's the whole thing. Now I really want the duck before or the frog before that Civil War game this year. The dogs and the bees. Little Friday, Black Friday action on the CW. Let's go. Uh, Colorado, man. Dion making a big, big splash. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. Everybody's playing the schedule game in Colorado. They're going, loss, 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 loss. Their loss. first conference game is at Oregon. Their first two games are TCU and Nebraska. We talked about that with the Pac-12 schedule. But just think about this for a moment. It is January 20th. College football season's been over for a couple of weeks. Colorado season's been over for a long time. When was the last time in January we were talking about Colorado football? Uh, Never. I don't think it's ever happened. And we're all eagerly going to await next Colorado football next season. We're all excited to watch it. You know, think about it, though. Dion got all that talent at Jackson State. You know, he never he never won his final game. He never had an undefeated season. I did not know that. Yeah, they lost this year to, I, I forget, North Carolina A&T. I forget. And then the year before that, he also lost to another HBCU. Ah, okay. So it's like... Can't close the deal. Well, I if they're going to struggle, it's going to be because of coaching, right? I don't know if how much there is to indicate Dion's a great in-game coach versus, like, Dion knows he needs the Jimmys and the Joes, and hopefully that sorts itself out. I mean, they jumped all the way up to having the number five recruiting class in the conference, which I think is more telling on the conference than it is on Colorado. And the reality for them, though, is if he really does want to get Colorado to where some who are pro-Dion think he can, I mean, it's going to take two, three, four years to get there. I mean, that, that program, again, was as bad as you could possibly be. So you can come in with your speeches about standing up and sitting down and, and we're coming off the bus and you're going to be scared or I'm bringing my Louis Vuitton luggage. That's great. Cromani McLean's going to help a lot. That's one corner. You also got Travis uh, Hunter. They brought Hunter over. Yeah, look, over. there's going to be talented players, but we know that it takes more than three or four really talented players. And the other part of it is it takes a lot of depth. Guys get hurt. So if one of these guys goes down, who's their backup? Yeah. Is it a two-star walk-on kid or do you have another player that's ready to go? I it's going to take a couple of years, but there's no doubt they're going to be entertaining. Uh, hour number two, let's dive into the divisional round. There is a lot to discuss in this weekend's matchups. We'll do that next. Dirt and Sprague with you on this Football Friday on the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and of course, Portland Sports Leader 1080. The fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 